everybody. What's up Wednesday, June 3rd, 622, 24, 25, 26 seconds on the dot. Boo. We have a fantastic podcast lined up for you. We had Matthias Carroll. Stretch. Stretch from Baltimore, Maryland. Committed. He is in the boat from Gilman High School. He was a fantastic interview. Uh, great head on those shoulders and excited to have him uh, in the boat here at Virginia Tech. Before we get into our hokey haiku here, I do want to extend uh, our condolences to the Babcock family. Unfortunately, uh, Mr. Babcock's father, Brad, did pass away. Uh, he was a former baseball coach at JMU, uh, took the Dukes to the 1983 College World Series. Uh, he was on the administration as well at JMU, but obviously, horrible news. We're sending our hearts out and our prayers out to the Babcock family. Um, Without further ado, Pat, kick us off with a Hokie Haiku. Hokie Haiku presented by Main Street Pharmacy. Shout out to those guys at Main Street Pharmacy. Dr. Jeremy Counts at Main Street. He's got the, he's got the goods. He's got the, uh, the friendly staff. He's got all of your needs for COVID-19. And uh, just stay tuned. He's got some really cool things on the horizon. That guy cares about the Blacksburg community. He cares about the Virginia Tech community so much. So give him your business. Stop in at the Main Street Pharmacy, and they will greet you with a smile. Here's my haiku. I wrote this a couple minutes ago. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> Starts in the trenches. TNT and some Vance Vice. Big fellas, welcome. How was that? Was that good? Pat, you crushed the haikus. We get here, and look, I just got to call a spade a spade. We rely on our listeners to send us a hokey haiku, and sometimes they come through and sometimes they don't. And then Pat puts on his cape, and Pat flies through the air, gets the words necessary, gets the syllables necessary, and crushes the hokey haiku every single time. So, Patrick, appreciate that. We have some fantastic news I would say recruiting trail, but if you tried to walk to Germany, you'd probably drown. So the recruiting plane, the recruiting uh, ship, whatever. Donnie Gel Miletic. Excuse me, maybe not pronouncing that correctly. Did not take German. He committed to Virginia Tech today. We had no idea. Um, we were not prepared for this at all. We had to text, you know, our boy Alex Jones, like, hey, we need a we need a Germany to VT graphic. I don't know if you have one of those laying around, but we need that now. Um, I'm super excited to announce that I will continue my academic and athletic career at Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. So we're excited to have him in the boat. Super fired up. And I'm like looking at film, you know, I'm, I'm reading a little bit about him and I, I'm like, what do I make of this? You know, Coach Vice. Coach Vice is great at developing players. I trust his judgment. But then we got another scoop. Paul Alexander. Who is Paul Alexander? Well, Paul Alexander is a 36-year NFL alumni. He was, he's, he's worked in the NFL for 36 years. He spent 23 years coaching the offensive line at Cincinnati. He was on Sports Illustrated's top coach in the NFL, the dream team of coaching. He also coached at Penn State, Michigan, Central Michigan, and for the Jets. So he gets on the Twitter machine and says, Congrats, Donnie Gell. I traveled the world this past year and worked with over 20 Division I committed players, and this kid was one of the very best. You will do great. 
congratulations, Virginia Tech. Hey, 24-7 Sports, if you do international kids, make this guy a five-star. So, Matei, make this guy a five-star international recruit. So, Matei also, to his credit, hops on the Twitter machine. Thoughts? Six foot four, 290-pound prospect. Clearly sturdy and strong in his build. A lot of unknowns, but possesses traits that Coach Vice covets. Development will be key. He also received interest from USC. I hope he means Southern California because we don't recognize USC as South Carolina. Notre Dame, Penn State, and Oregon. So commitment from a Germany offensive guard. Um, fired up to have you in the boat. Not too sure. Sons of time difference. We'd love to talk to you if that's possible. Um, but welcome aboard, Sailor. Uh, Pat, we got some basketball news. Talk to me about that. Yeah, just a uh, a little news out of Hokies MBB and Coach Mike Young. Cold drinks waiting. Six teams are going to be playing in this inaugural Hall of Fame shootout at the Spectrum Arena in Charlotte on November thirteenth. Uh, this is the weekend of the Miami football game. Uh, just you know, for matching up calendars uh, for the Hokies men's basketball team, and we will be taking on the Davidson Wildcats. So. That's pretty exciting. That was announced today, and uh, it's it's a one-day triple header. I saw that UVA is involved as well, a couple other schools, but that's going to be a, a cool little event. Um, East Carolina's in there, Liberty's in there, but uh, this will be our 40th all-time matchup against Davidson. We own the series 20-19 uh, to 19 and haven't played them since 1971, so been a while since we played against Davidson. Wonder if uh, the Currys will show up. You know, you, you can't talk about this game without mentioning Steph Curry, Del Curry, Del's a Hokie alum, Steph's a, a Davidson alum. You know, hopefully we can get both Currys or the whole Curry family uh, in on the action uh, in November. But this will be an exciting one. I think uh, it'll be a cool little tournament. Davidson's a, uh, a respected mid-major program. And uh, it should be uh, an exciting little uh, matchup there. That is exciting. We're fired up about that. But Sons of Scheduling, what do we have coming up and what should people watch? For Sons of Scheduling, Sunday afternoon, we will be sitting down with Hokie alum and Hokie legend, Homer Hickam. If you don't know about him, check him out. But if you've ever seen the, the film October Sky... I'm actually putting that as my personal homework, Sons of Saturday listeners. You got some homework for Homer. Watch October Sky. Homer's character is depicted by Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. I can never say that guy's last name. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Have you seen Jarhead? Yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. Thursday night, the Finn family is watching October Sky, and I encourage all of Hokie Nation to watch October Sky as uh, Jake G... Uh, depicts uh, Homer in October Sky. Homer is uh, very well-known in the science field, and uh, we're excited to bring him on. And uh, we're going to continue to invent the future with Homer on Sunday. But other than that, Billy Ray, any last shout-outs? I think uh, I think we're ready to hear from Stretch. No shout-outs. I got Chicken Delight waiting upstairs. I'm going to go grab that, and you guys enjoy this interview with Matthias Carroll. Stretch! Stretch! So let's get into it. Sons and daughters, welcome back to 
to Sons of Saturday. We have a fantastic interview lined up for you here this afternoon. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We have one of our newest commits. Actually, we we had someone commit about an hour ago, but we have one of our newest commits, Matthias Carroll, out of Baltimore, Maryland, on with us here this afternoon. Stretch Carroll. How's it going, Matthias? I'm well. Just um, trying to stay as positive um, and just trying to get through this whole quarantine deal, honestly. It's been crazy, so um, I've just been – you know, spending a lot of time with my family. I just got done with school, so, you know, that's always good. And, um, you know, working out, trying to get better for the season. Well, welcome to Hokie Nation, and congratulations on your commitment. Um, you know, we like to ask people this when they join our podcast. Who is who is Matthias Carroll? Like, who are you? What's the quick background, the quick rundown? Um, Well, obviously, I am a football player. Um, But I'm not just a football player. I also wrestle. Um, I'm a huge sports guy. I um, really love family time, so that's big for me. And then also, um, I should say lastly, I just have an open mind, so I just try to tune in to basically anything that I'm curious about. So just have like an open mind. I always say that about myself. Gotcha. And just to fill in some of the other gaps for you here uh, for our listeners, 2021, obviously, defensive end from Baltimore. Uh, from the Gilman School, where Melvin Kine went to uh, high school, and I actually played against the Gilman the Gilman School my senior year. My brother played them uh, two years. I went to Paramus Catholic. I'm not sure if you had any overlay if you uh, remember playing them up from New Jersey. The first question here is Coach Tap and Tierlink. They've been a great one-two punch that everybody's been talking about. Tell us a little bit about what their pitch was to you and just your relationship with those two coaches right now. Really, um, I think it's probably obvious, but with their uh, coaching and then also playing experience at the next level was like a super big pitch for them. Like I know I was talking to coach tap. I think it was like two days ago. Um, he was just talking about how as a defensive lineman, I need to sort of find like my niche, what I'm good at. You know, when you think about Khalil Mack, um, you think about his speed off the ball. Chase Young's another guy. He has a niche um, and that's his speed off the ball. So I, for me, I just kind of need to find my niche and my play. Um, and he was just saying, we're going to find it when we get here. And if we don't, then we have, me and Coach Terrenlink have, you know, a huge network in the NFL where we can get advice and uh, points of view from different coaches. Um, so that's super big. And I'm like, man, I never really thought about that. So that's a big pitch, obviously, that they're given is their experience and then also their network in the NFL. Um, and then they also always talk about me being a leader for that defensive line. They're sort of uh, implementing a new defensive scheme where uh, Coach Terrell League actually ran it at the Bills. Um, but they're going to be rotating a lot. And um, their uh, their scheme is an NFL pretty much scheme. So it's, it's going to take smart guys to process the information and stuff like that. And they're looking for me to be a leader. Um, on the field where, you know, I can help guys out with their assignments um, in the middle of the game um, and just really be able to process the information um, <clears throat> as the play is being developed, um, which is something I think I could do. I'm not really, like, going to shy away from that expectation because it's something that I think I did well in my, in my high school career um, this past year where I really just started to get the playbook down after my sophomore year, just kind of just playing, thinking all the time. Uh, this year I really wasn't have to, I didn't really have to think a lot. I just kind of just played, um, was able to flow in the field, which was super nice. Cause I think 
obviously my maturation from my sophomore to junior year was huge. Um, and I think that was a big reason why, why, because I was just able to, to just play freely and fast. Um, so I think that's something I could definitely bring to the table at Virginia Tech. And, um, you know, that's why, that's why I'm here. So. So I'm glad you mentioned that because um, when I was watching your film, I noticed that you you line up all over the field. I saw you line up standing up in the B gap. I noticed that you had stand up end. You had some plays where you're even covering the flat. You were lining up all over the field. So I'd assume that having an opportunity to step into a different scheme where you're going to be asked to do a lot and asked to remember a lot and play multiple positions, Gilman is kind of giving you an early look into what kind of expectations that may hold or what kind of responsibility that requires. Yeah, no doubt. That's sort of what happened um, this year. I kind of, I'm not going to be honest with you guys. Like I kind of did have to get used to my, um, this year I was playing outside linebacker. Specifically, I was playing the uh, Sam position. Whereas my sophomore year, I was playing the weak side and I was just able to kind of rush the passer um, and just hold down my edge of the field. This year I was like a, a real edge defender. Um, and then I was also dropping in coverage a little bit. Um, so it was just kind of different for me. I had to kind of get used to that whole deal. There's some plays on my tape where I'm dropping. Um, but it's something I think I, I can definitely always improve on. But it, most importantly, uh, opened my mind to the to the sport in the game of football where I was able to see it from a different perspective. So I was able to learn and pick up on a lot more things, um, you know, on the field. Because I never really, like, as a defensive lineman, pretty much my whole career, I never really understood what, like, cover cover eight was. That was our base defense. And I, I really got, like, a, a a general overview of what each man's responsibility is in a cover eight defense because it's cerebral. Everybody has, everybody depends on each other. Um, and, you know, if one guy messes up, then that that's the play, really. So... Um, I think that's really where it came from. And the reason why I was playing outside linebacker this year was mostly because my um, offers up until the start of the season, my junior year, were um, offers at the outside linebacker position, specifically like Maryland. They were recruiting me to play outside linebacker. Um, hate to mention it, but UVA, they were, they were uh, you know, <laughs> recruiting me to play outside linebacker. Um, and then I think Cincinnati was one. I only had like four offers. So, Basically, 75% of my offers were outside linebackers. So my coach, you know, he's a great coach. He cared about me. So he um, was like, okay, we're not going to let you figure the outside linebacker deal out. When you get there, we're going to do it now. So That's I awesome. played. And it, it also helped for the team um, because we really didn't have much depth at the linebacker position. So um, that's really where it came from. And I also, like you said on my film, I was playing some DN as well. Um, so it just it really worked out. It was a good deal in general. That's awesome. And in our last podcast, we had uh, we had Trey Turner on and something that he's always said is that he takes the transferable skill set that he had playing basketball and applies that to football, whether it be boxing out to make a catch or, you know, thinking of crossing crossing over as how you get off the line wrestling. I mean, if you're from the Northeast, the a lot of the big time football players do wrestle. So what would you say wrestling has done or helped you with in polishing your skill set to be a collegiate football player? I think wrestling really um, didn't just help me, like, physically. Um, mentally, it did as well. And, like, the first thing I'm going to mention is, like, the competitive aspect of things. Obviously, when you're rushing a passer, um, you know, you have one-on-one opportunities where 
you know, it's just you and that tackle on the island, basically. And you guys have to grind it out. And, um, you know, whoever wins, wins. Um, and I think wrestling taught me that because obviously it's a one-on-one sport and um, there's nobody else you can blame, you know. So I think competitively wrestling kind of gave me that one-on-one perspective of um, competition. And then also um, I would say that just physical things that wrestling helped me out with uh, is leverage. Obviously, when you're bending around the corner, again, rushing a passer, um, you have to you know, have you know, good, good pad level. Um, so I think leverage helped me out. And then also, uh, just hand fighting and, uh, you know, you're doing a lot of that in wrestling. So just hand fighting, uh, warding each other's hands off, you know, each other. So, um, I think that's something that has helped me and, uh, strength. I think that's really underrated, but wrestling, um, you know, you're not really lifting 300 pounds or, you know, a ton of weight, but you're, uh, you're doing like body weight stuff. You know, you might not do, let's say, 10 reps of bench press, but you're doing 200 reps of push-ups each practice. So it's a lot like more natural strength that you pick up on in wrestling. So I think those are probably, if I had to categorize it, those are just some things that wrestling has helped me out with. Absolutely. I, in, in your film, I was that's something I noticed is your bend. And also, you know, the, the, this is something that wrestlers have always said. Wrestling, it's literally one man against another man. There's no hiding. And it's exhausting. I mean, you're literally fighting another human being for a minute five times. So I saw that you had a great motor as well, chasing down plays. I saw there was one play on your film where you shed one blocker, shed another blocker, and still caught the jet sweep. So that was another part of your game that I saw that stood out. So kind of transitioning to your to your recruitment, as you went, it went through this, Again, it's people don't really realize how difficult of a decision this is for a 16, 17, 18-year-old. Talk to me a little bit about what you were searching for, what factors meant the most to you as you were touring these different schools, talking to these different coaches. What were you searching for? Um, Really like three things I always break it down to um, is, number one, just a place football-wise where I'm going to have a really good competitive environment where I'm going to be able to compete against guys within my own team um, where I can get better. Um, And I think tech obviously hits that because, uh, you know, last class they just signed like three D linemen that are solid. They all can play. Um, And we're, we're always in contact talking about, you know, we can redo the Clemson D line of 2017 a lot where each of those guys um, in that rotation were lights out. Um, And then also, uh, secondly, just a place where I can feel like a family feel um, and just like relate with the coaches, relate with the university. Um, and those things with tech also are prevalent because coaching relationship wise, I have a really good uh, relationship with Coach Tapp, Coach Taren Lake, uh, Coach Hamilton and then Coach Fuente and then my area recruiter, Coach Williams. We hit it off really well. Um, so it's just like just super real conversations. They were always honest. Um, that's something I can respect about them. So I just got like a true family feel from those guys. And then lastly, um, it's sort of like the first one, but just like getting development from myself in all aspects. So, um, academically, I know I wanted a challenge there where I was going to have, um, you know, I, w- I was going to be able to make myself better academically. So I know at tech, I'm definitely going to do that. One thing I want to, uh, majoring in sports management. Um, so I'm I'm looking at their business school and I don't really know much about it, but we literally just kind of got off 
um, with one of their academic people and just talked about how prestigious their business school is. Um, so I know that's going to push me there. Um, like I talked about with the uh, the competitive environment on the field with those defensive linemen, that's definitely going to make me better. Um, I know about their strength conditioning program and how successful that has been. I'm going to improve in that regard. And then lastly, as a character, I really do believe in the coaching uh, and the coaches to sort of like mentor mentor me and uh, mature me into a young man, per se. Um, and that should also throw this in there, too. But um, in high school, Gilman, I, I've sort of realized what network can do for for me. Um, and I really wanted to go to a, a place where I knew network was going to be um, prevalent. I knew that was going to be a, a a big driver in, a driving factor in my decision because um, I just knew like, you know, I, I just knew I couldn't go anywhere without a network because I, I've seen what it could do for me at the uh, high school level and it's literally changed my life. So um, I knew that was also something I wanted to, to take into a factor with my decision. And I've only heard great things about uh, tech alums. So I'm excited to get into that system um, and really step on campus and start working. Gotta say you're, you're, <laughs> Not to go off track here, but you're hitting all of the angles really, really well. It's 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 refreshing and and you know a testament to to you how you've kind of approached this whole thing. I mean, we had multiple questions asking you about why Blacksburg, why Virginia Tech, what school. I mean, you checked all the boxes there. So hats off to you for doing your research. And we were always talking about how this is the most difficult time in as long as I can remember where kids are having to evaluate schools on all of these different points through quarantine, through dealing with everything that they're dealing with and the inability to go to, to campus like they want to. So hats off to you and your family for checking all those boxes and finding out what's important uh, ball aside. So my hat goes off to you and, and Pat actually is a, is an alumni of the business school. So I'm sure he can speak to you uh, about that at length. Yeah, it's cracking up because Billy and I are le- legitimately deleting questions off of our uh, our Google Doc that we have here. But uh, Matthias, yeah, you touched on three points that I kind of want to follow up on. Um, one, you know, you talked about Clemson and how it starts in the trenches. I really am confident in seeing how well uh, we've kind of addressed some, uh, you know, potential needs at defensive end and defensive tackle on the defensive side with uh, Coach Tapp and Coach Tierlink. Also, offensive side uh, in the O-line uh, with Coach Vice, we've really added some substantial size and made size a huge priority there. So, so that's exciting for one. Two, the business school, yes, had a great experience with the business school. Uh, definitely suggest listening to our episode with uh, Professor Wordelik we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, she's the director of the marketing department within Pamplin. But uh, the business school is a great place to be. I know sports management is a uh, is a new kind of like a new up and coming major at Virginia Tech, um, so that's a good place to be as well. And then networking, uh, Billy and I we didn't know each other in college. We just you know have kind of networked through mutual friends, and that hokey network is real. I mean, we're we're out here doing this podcast thing you know on a weekly basis, and we didn't even know each other in school. So definitely utilize that hokey network, and it's it's going to be very special. Um, for you moving forward, uh, you know, once you get on campus. But uh, you mentioned Khalil Mack and you mentioned Chase Young. Uh, wanted to know who are some of the defensive ends that you like to model your game after? Yeah, really, um, Chase Young is my guy. That's 
obviously a DMV guy, so we're from the same area. But um, even just on the field, I think we sort of favor each other, um, or at least I like to think because I really want to be like him on the field. Um, and then another one that comes to mind is like uh, um, Vaughn Miller. Uh, our games are sort of similar as well, but just how policy is or how he really used to be in his prime years, I think he's kind of sort of falling behind. But, um, you know, in his prime years, he was just so efficient um, off the edge. His get off was super, you know, amazing. I'm always looking at his uh, – his ghost move where he's dropping his shoulder and making offensive linemen fall in her face. Um, that's one I'm always trying to perfect. That's something I actually picked up on from him this year. I think it was like an Arizona Cardinals old lineman that he sort of like exposed. And I actually got a sack off of that move this year. So, um, you know, it's just something that I just like to look at. And then, I mean, those are really like only two right now that I'm sort of looking at um, throughout the, whole pandemic because you know there's nothing else to do besides like at old sports um but no nah, I mean I would say Chase Young just going back to him he's a he's a guy that I mean I knew I was really in love with because I'm not necessarily an Ohio State fan and like when they're playing Ohio State I'm literally like begging for the defense to be back on the field so I can watch him play um and I don't. I'm not even. I'm not even a Buckeyes fan. So I just knew like how in love I was with him. How love uh, in love I was with his game. So um, I also think those are those like two defensive linemen I'm pretty, uh, you know, passionate about. It's always good to learn, and it sounds like you've been uh, definitely using all this time to your advantage. You know, watching a lot of film on you know people that you look up to. Um, so your nickname is Stretch. Where does that come from? I know that you have, you know, a large wingspan, and I figure that that has a, a lot to do with it. But who came up with the name? Has this been, you know, a high school name, or has that always kind of been your uh, your nickname? Yeah, it really came from my um, my rec team, and I think it was fifth grade. I moved to a new team, so I was new, um, and they didn't really know me. They didn't really know my name. So obviously, football, you go by your last name, Carol. Um, so they were calling me Carol and then like coach comes up to me. It's like, dude, Carol is way too long. We got to get you. Or he's like, what's, what's your first name? So then I tell him, um, Matthias. He's like, well, that's even more confusing. <laughs> so we got to get you a nickname. Um, so I like was running like a nine route. Cause I was playing wide receiver at the time. I was sort of a skinnier kid. Um, and then boom, come back from the route and I'm just giving the ball back to the quarterback. He's like, all right, we're going to call you stretch. Um, and it really just stuck. And then the way it's kind of matriculated to now my collegiate career with, you know, the Hokies and stuff is that rec program helped me get into Gilman. Um, so obviously it, it got passed down from uh, my rec program to now Gilman. And then when coaches and stuff are coming into coach box office, my head coach, um, he's referring to them at, or he's referring me to them as a stretch. So then, you know, coaches uh, just picked up on it. And it's really just like I said, it's just stuck. My parents, they called me it now a little bit when they hadn't really called me stretch ever. Um, so, nah, it's just really stuck, honestly. So my next question here is we've been, we've been tweeting out this, uh, this new hashtag called Sons of Enablement. It's all about what are you doing now to get better, right? And we talked about quarantine and you mentioned finding ways to get through it, finding ways to get better. What are your goals for the rest of 2020? Obviously, there's so much in the air. You know, 
we want to play football. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Who knows what's going to happen with the high school football schedule? Who knows what's going to happen with the ability to lift weights? Just going off of what you can control, what are your goals for improvement before you arrive in Blacksburg? Whether it be as a football player, as a person, what are you really trying to hone in on and get better at? Yeah, really, um, like, I think my game has a lot of aspects where I can improve on. Um, like, number one, just getting more explosive off the ball. Um, and that's something I'm actually currently working on with, uh, you know, my weight training with uh, doing leg exercises. I'm working on my speed within my reps, not necessarily, you know, lifting a ton of weight. Um, and then also just getting stronger. I'm lifting with, like, Division One guys, it's nice because my trainer, uh, he's been able to now build up a, a really good competitive environment where I'm working out now with uh, guys who go to schools like Alabama, uh, Maine, Navy, um, Holy Cross is one of them. And then I know there's a guy from Vanderbilt who stops in every once in a while. So I'm just looking at those guys lift and they're in positions where I'm you know, about to be playing division one football. Um, and I'm just noticing how far I am to, you know, get stronger. Um, so I think strength is always a, a piece that anybody can always add to their game. And then I would say, uh, lastly, just being, uh, like now I would just say this first, like now I think I've been able to build a pretty big popularity with uh, pass rushing. That's like where a lot of people know me as just a pass rusher. Um, but I don't really want to be like categorized as just a pass rusher. I want to be like a, a just a good solid defensive lineman. I want to be efficient on all uh, parts of the game. So I do want to be more effective on my run defense. Um, so that's something that I'm just kind of doing film study by watching my old uh, film. Obviously, like again, like I said earlier, there's no live sports to watch right now. So old stuff is really all you can do right now. So I'm watching myself a whole lot um and just watching nfl um players and how effective they were um and then we're also even doing some not really like in detail but just little film study sessions with uh uh you know coach Stavon, coach taren link um and then it's also other d linemen who um i know there's a, the 20 signees are in those zooms as well uh tyus is in those zooms so you know it's it's just a good deal um I, like I said, I'm just trying to get better in really all aspects of my game. But if I had to, like, categorize it again, those are probably the three biggest things. So this next segment we're going to get into is called the uh, the rapid fire segment. Right, Rapid fire lightning round. We kind of rebrand it every single week. But we'll call it rapid fire this week. Presented by Sharky's Blacksburg. Uh, Matthias, you're going to love Sharky's. It's a great place uh, where good friends go on Main Street. They got great food. They got great drinks. They got a great staff. Shout out Kyle Spatz. And uh, sons of supporting local. In this time, if you find yourself around Blacksburg, I think uh, I think phase two is opening up on Friday. So more capacity in restaurants, especially with Sharky's with the outdoor patios out back and on the side. But stop into Sharky's, best place in town. Get yourself a Long Island. Get yourself a California burger. Get yourself some wings. Go in and support Sharky's where good friends go. So we're going to kick it off here um, with your favorite NFL team. I know you're from Baltimore. Ravens, Redskins, where's the allegiance? Uh, Ravens. 
for sure. This year it's picked up even more with our uh, success with Lamar and stuff like that, but not nah, Ravens, 100%. He sure is fun to watch. Favorite Virginia Tech player ever? Um, Michael Vick, probably. Just he's the most notable. Um, watch his film sometimes, so he's just electric. Toughest opponent that you had to play in high school, whether it was an offensive lineman or, um, I guess, offensive lineman and team that you had to play against? Uh, team, I hate to say this because they're actually our rivals, but um, McDonough, they were the mm-hmm. probably the toughest team. Like, just, like, give you guys an idea. Um, again, th- this pains me to say it's our, our rival, but, um, like, first quarter, I just started to realize how quickly they were playing. I'm just like, man, this game is moving. Um, and then offensive linemen, um, I actually don't know the name of the kid, but I know he played against um, a school in D.C., uh, Gonzaga, um, and they were super tough. Their linemen, I think, all went to play, you know, at the next level in Division One. Um, and obviously their quarterback is a five-star, Caleb yeah. Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, nah, I think that, that just whole line was just confusing. It was my sophomore year, too, so that was my first – high school game ever playing too so i really got thrown into the fire um well i shouldn't say first high school that was my first varsity high school game right uh fully that i played so it was just tough those guys were man they were really good favorite movie favorite movie Ooh, um probably friday that's super funny i uh i always enjoy watching friday the first one first one yep Original. okay Gotcha. So here are the quarantine edition questions uh, specific to since quarantine has started. What is the video game that you're just – if you play video games, what video game are you crushing right now? Yeah, that's the thing I don't really play. I, um, my brothers, they play, but I'm not really a big video game guy. I'm, um, I'll tell you this. I'm pretty big in Netflix. Like a show that I was super big in when the whole uh, quarantine started was uh, All-American, obviously football. Um, but that was a really big show that I was into, All-American. What about Spotify or Apple? Are you a Spotify guy or an Apple Apple Music guy? Spotify. Spotify all the way. And what do we listen to? I actually have like a playlist. My favorite uh, artist is J. Cole. So I, like, I have a playlist like all my favorite songs of him. I go through that like at least three times a week. <laughs> gotcha. And then last one here. Sons of Snacks. What are you snacking on? What are you what are you what are you munching on? What are you eating throughout the day? Um Really, I try not to eat, like, out and stuff. My family, they cook for the most part. So, um, for dinner, it's pretty much whatever my mom has, like, out for us. Um, cook for dinner that day. But breakfast is, like, the Eggo, like, cinnamon waffles. They come, like, little squares. Those are, like, my favorite. Um, like, honestly, I can eat those not even just for breakfast. But sometimes I, you know, sneak and eat them for, for lunch. Um so yeah, that's probably like a that's probably like the quarantine snack for me. That those things are really good. Um, and then lunch, it's just like like dinner. It's just whatever was leftovers for dinner the day before. So, and then uh, we're gonna finish up here. Got a couple more questions for you, Matthias. Um, letters from the lunch pail. So uh, we had one submitted from John Laroque uh, about where the nickname Stretch comes from, and uh, we got that answered. But uh, Grant Watson asks, how would you describe Daryl Tapp's energy level? Oh, uh, yeah, nah, he's super, like, fiery. One thing i always been thinking about, like, when you're getting recruited, obviously coaches are always sort of just, like, um, they're more fabricated because they're trying to get you to come to their school, essentially, you know? So 
one thing I realized though is like he's super fiery. Um, just watching, like I think he was on uh, in Lane Stadium one time, and he was just trying to get the fans amped up. Um, and just seeing his energy on the field was it was like super high. You would it wouldn't for me it was not the Daryl Tap that I had gotten to know, and I was just like, wow, this dude has a whole nother side. Um, and then obviously they've had like little uh, skits of the little bit of spring practice and they were able to get in this season. And I was able to see him coach those guys with the, I think it was like the tap and tear and link a uh, little like video they did on their YouTube. Uh, I was yeah. able to see his energy level there. And it was like, again, fiery dude brings a lot to it, um, which is expected dude's a pro. Um, so, you know, he's, he's going to bring that energy to you every day, which I'm excited for because I think that's a big way to get your guys going. And then last question here before shout outs comes from bad Fanny Bill. Shout out Trey Turner, Fanny. Best food in Maryland. I know you got the old bay. I know you guys got the crab cakes and all the crab, but what is the uh, the best food in Maryland? When you say when when you're gonna be in Blacksburg with all your teammates and you want to rep the state of Maryland, what are you gonna be talking about? Yeah, I'm going to have to say crabs. Those things, man, it, it gets no better in Maryland. Um, Old Bay seasoning, like, I honestly feel bad for outsiders because you can literally put it on anything. I don't think they sell it, um, you know, they might sell it in Virginia, but I don't know if they sell it, like, everywhere. So, like, again, I feel bad for people that, that don't have access to it, but, you know, whoever I'm going to room with, like, they're – they can expect me to bring some old base season with me um, to, to, you know, put them on to. But I would say crabs are probably the best thing we have to offer for sure. They're not – it's not just a thing where people talk about them. It's actually, like, the truth. They actually, like, hit those crabs here. Or the crabs here are amazing. Rumor has it that you are a huge Survivor fan. What what it what is what is that? Is that true? Talk to yeah, us a little bit yeah. about your survivor your survivor love. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Me and um, I think that probably has gotten out just because me and some of the coaches on the staff have uh, related on that show. Um, <laughs> but nah, they just had the best season of Survivor this season. Um, <laughs> with the winners at war, um, me and Coach Terrence, we we like hit it off what we were talking about for a while. Me, I actually tried to put Coach <laughs> Hamilton onto it. I'm not sure if you watched it yet. But really, like, the biggest thing with Survivor that's appealing to me is just, like, the social, like, aspect of it. How, like, certain people that would never relate to each other in the real world, like, create these deep friendships on the show. Um, and also, too, it's, like, the competitive piece. I'm always, like, a competitive guy, even sports. So, um, you know, competing in those challenges for immunity and um, just competing against every other Survivor is, like, you know, that, that gets no better. So I think if I had to just, like, put the show in a nutshell, that's probably why I like it. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'm hoping – I hope Coach Hamilton has watched We had a really long conversation, and we were just kind of trading stories about shows that we we both should watch. But I'm hoping he did. But, like I said, me and Coach Taron Link, and it was also one of the recruiting guys, we had, like, a deep conversation about it. Um, and I actually had to tell him to go back to the old seasons to watch the old ones. So <laughs> – Sons of Survivor. I got to say, um, you mentioned uh, just a bunch of people from different walks of life that would never be um, 
and thrusted together developing relationships. And, and we mentioned this on our last podcast. That's football, man. Like when, when I left, I, I had that a little bit at Paramus Catholic. Um, we had kids from every socioeconomic background. Just uh, it's really special to go to Virginia Tech and you meet kids from all across the country with different backgrounds, different, you know, TV shows they watch, different everything. And then you guys all get to come together, build a team and you're really going to build that bond. And I'm excited for you. I mean, that was that's one of the things that really mold you into a, into a man. And uh, before we do get into shout outs, shout out to you. Like fantastic interview. You got your bases covered. I'm really excited about your future at Virginia Tech. You got a great head on your shoulders and I think you went about this the right way. So, you know, a lot of sacks and a lot of survivor uh, coming up here in your, uh, in your four or five years at Virginia Tech. But uh, we'll yeah. turn it over to you. Uh, shout outs, whoever you want to shout out, please let us know where we can follow you on social media, where Hokie Nation can follow you on social media. Uh, this is your time. Yeah, um, just shouting out like a few of my coaches that, again, have helped me out through this whole process with making my decision. Uh, Coach Ag from Spartan, those, those guys helped me out a whole lot. It's actually my trainer. Um, my Meadow River family, my Hamilton family, um, and my two parents who have helped me tremendously through this process. And then social media, um, pretty much all things is uh, my my handle on Twitter is MC, the number four MVP. Um, on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. No TikTok for you? TikTok's, TikTok's a growing thing in the Virginia Tech football community. No TikTok yet? Nah, not really a TikTok guy. I, I tried to, but it's just it's just too crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, thank you, Matthias. Thank you so much for your time. We're super excited about you. Looking forward to see how the rest of this class uh, rounds up. Keep recruiting for the class. Help to get people in the boat. And again, we're super excited to have you coming on. You're going to be great. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Really enjoy it.